For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Uh, so big day, probably the biggest story, especially in the US today from a sporting point of view, was Tom Brady heading back to take on New England at Foxborough for the first time since he left, went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He'd spent 20 years at the Patriots, uh, went to Tampa Bay, won a Super Bowl last year, and uh, it was a, a homecoming of sorts and a historic day, an iconic figure coming back to play against their own team. I think only Michael Jordan uh, would be on par with this, maybe Babe Ruth uh, as well. But when you look at iconic status going back to play against the, the team that they made their name with and made that iconic name with, it doesn't get much bigger than this. And a man that would have been um, jumping out of his skin, uh, he would have been living it all uh, throughout the course of the week. He looks after, uh, he runs the podcast, uh, Pat's Nation Pod, at Pat's Nation Pod. He's a diehard Boston sports fanatic. Uh, You can check him out at plain underscore Pat's. Uh, and check out uh, his blog as well, at Pat's Pulpit, uh, on SB Nation as well. He's been good enough to jump on the line with us. Pat Lane, hello to you, mate. Hey, good. How are you, man? What a day. What a day. You're home now after seeing what's unfolded. How do you feel after watching Tom Brady come back to Foxborough with the Buccaneers? It was a 19-17 to win in the end. But how do you sit back and feel about the events of the day? I mean, you know, you want to win every game, obviously. I mean, that's, you know, goes without saying. It was cool to see Brady back. Um, it was nice to kind of have him back there and be able to cheer for him and, and be able to, you know, kind of show him our love and appreciation for what he did for, for so long here. But, you know, the, the thing was is that I think ultimately what I was looking for was for them to play well and for Mac Jones to play well. Because although the Buccaneers have struggled, so far this year, they're a pretty good defense. And so, you know, my thought was, okay, if, if you know, he can come in and play well, uh, that, you know, that's really a sign for the future. And, and look, we have a rookie quarterback. At the end of the day, we're not winning the Super Bowl. We know that. Like, that's not going to happen. So the question is, how, you know, how much better can Mac be? How much better can he get? And, you know, what's he going to look like the rest of the year? And I thought he outplayed Brady last night or tonight. I really did. I mean, I, at one point, he had 19 straight completions. He only threw nine completions the whole game. Like, he was dialed in. He was hitting his receivers. Like, he had a really good game. Of course, not everything was perfect, but he played well. And, and I just thought, when you walked away from the game, and I had been saying all week leading up to the game, I said, people are going to walk away from this game saying, the Patriots are better than we thought. And they might have won. And maybe, you know, and I kind of said, like, maybe they'll win, maybe they won't. I don't know. But people are going to walk away and say, man, Patriots played a heck of a lot better than we thought they were going to play. And, you know, you saw it tonight. They confused Brady. Brady looked, you know, unsure of himself all game long, missed on a bunch of throws. And, you know, Machos look great without a running game and without an offensive line. And so, like, if they can fix some of those things, this is a team that's going to be a good team. It's just a matter of how quick can they fix those things or is that maybe that team, that team going to be next year? Pat, we've we've all had that uh, situation in life where we've had to bump into or run into our ex uh, when they're with the new uh, squeeze, and that's a little bit about what I'm sure this feels like. Such a an incredible relationship that Tom Brady has with with the people of Boston. Um, obviously, New England represents two states 
in the US. Um, so there's a lot of emotion and a lot of shared experience that comes with this. The build-up during the week, I'm really curious to ask you about, was it the biggest story around in the US in terms of a sports story about Brady going back to Foxborough for the first time? And it coincided with the release of Sam, Wick- Sam Wickersham's book, which was pretty... Um, pretty jarring to, to read some of the things and it didn't paint Bill Belichick in the most favourable light. So there was a lot of elements to the build-up for this. How massive was it? Uh, it was, without a doubt, the biggest sports event of the week for sure. Probably the biggest sports event of the year so far. Um, it was just, it was not, talked about nonstop. Uh, by the way, New England is actually six states, not just two states. Um, but, you know, it's the, the thing for me, Wickersham, it is, it's a joke. It's an embarrassment. And this guy writes this all, this thing. Uh, you know, I just think some of the stuff he wrote, by the way, Belich, uh, not Belichick, Brady in his press conference, you know, n- didn't mention him by name, but just said, like, there's been a lot of stuff said. And, you know, Bill and I have a great relationship together, and there's been a lot of things said, and I feel like, you know, almost none of it is the truth, it, it, which, which he said pretty definitively tonight, in my opinion. And so, you know, comes out kind of in favor of Belichick and supporting Belichick. Mm. Belichick went into the Tampa locker room for about 20 minutes after the game to talk to Brady. Uh, they have a great relationship together. Like, they, they, you know, things didn't work out at the end, but ultimately they had a great relationship together. Seth Wickersham did this with the Patriots in 2017. He did it again with the Patriots now. And it's one of those things where, like, hey, he was smart to, you know, to release, to drop some of his stuff before this game. But, like, some of the stories, there's one of the stories is that, you know, Bill Belichick got into a screaming match with one of his with one of his former coaches 15 years ago at a league meeting in front of all the coaches in the league. Well, if he got into a screaming match with another guy, they had had some bad blood on anyway. If he was the guy that blew the whistle on, on Spy, you know, this whole thing. That would happen 15 years ago. Why have we never heard of that? Mm. You know, it's not a situation where it happened in the locker room. It happened in front of all the coaches in the NFL. Why did they care? You know, you tell me none of those guys ever mentioned it before. Fifteen years, just like that doesn't it doesn't add up. So that one's definitely not true. So then, I said, okay, you're saying things that aren't true. How much of what you're saying really is true, or are you just making crap up? Are you throwing stuff against the wall? Oh, you know, this this person said that. This person's cousin's uncle's brother said this, and so therefore I'm going to run with it. You know, how much of it is that? Where he's getting you know third and fourth and fifth, you know, fifth level sources. When he's not getting a real story, he's giving you a version of the truth, but is it really the truth? And so that's, I don't know how much I, uh, of his book I believe, but you know, people, people love the Belichick. And here, here's the interesting part, and people have talked about this before Bill Walsh and Joe Montana were a great tandem together, they won four shootables. Has anyone ever questioned who the, who the guy was? Was it, did anyone ever say, or was it, was it more Walsh or was it more Montana? I never heard anyone say that, ever. You know, uh, Terry Bradshaw and Chuck Noll won four Super Bowls in, in Pittsburgh. Did anyone ever say, or was it Chuck Noll or Terry Bradshaw, who was better or more important? I never heard anyone ask or make that comparison ever before. So, you know, and yes, of course, this one lasted a lot longer than those did, right? No one ever talked about Aikman and Jimmy Johnson. They didn't do that with any of those guys. But they do it with, they, with these two guys because... They won for so long, and now journalism—not all journalism, but a lot of a lot of the you know these people that get on TV are just trying to drum up controversy. They're trying to make something, trying to talk about something, you know. And so they're just they're trying to make up this story that oh well you know 
Brady and Belichick were feeding, and Belichick did that, and Brady did that. Everyone's going to have some sort of opinion. It's kind of like, well, how come we've never done this before? You know, like when when it's happened in the past, it was always one or the other, you know. And now it's, oh, Brady's better than Belichick. You know, what? It's, it's foolish. Like, to me, it's, it's 50-50 to me. Absolutely. I think everybody yeah. realizes that, that that's a symbiotic relationship. And, and you throw Robert Kraft in there as well. Um, you know, Bill was the one that wanted Tom Brady when no one else did in the draft. I mean, look how far he fell. Um, he's one of the most incredible stories and success stories in sporting history. When someone comes back like that, and I can only liken it to Michael Jordan playing against the Bulls for the first time when he went to the Wizards. Obviously, different circumstances and, and everything like that. But as far as magnitude goes and, uh, you know, iconic sporting figures playing against the, the, the side that they had so much success with and that they're defined by, the team that defines them, um, I don't think it comes much bigger than this. And MJ is the only one that I think is a comparison. How did it feel being there today, Pat? We're speaking to Pat Lane from the uh, Pat's Nation podcast at Pat's Nation Pod. How did it feel being there, and, and how beautiful was that moment when he ran out onto the field and, and got a standing ovation? It's pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. I mean, it's just, you know, those memories that you have. You know, I was I was a senior in high school when they won the first Super Bowl. So, like, you know, from from when I was 18, 17, really, from when I was 17 till you know, when I was 35 and had three kids. It's, you know, you grew, I grew up with them, and the majority of the best memories of my, you know, sports life are with him, you know, involved him. And so, you know, to be there in the building when he came back um, was pretty awesome. And, they, you know, he did a really nice tribute to him. So he came onto the field uh, earlier and he got a huge standing ovation before that. And it was just, it was very nice. It was done well by the Patriots. Um, I think everyone kind of felt the same way. And, you know, Robert Kraft said it perfectly today on ESPN. He said, look, you know, there's no – they were like, well, is there a conflict for you, right? Is it difficult for you? He goes, look, there's no conflict. We love and respect Tom like crazy, but we want to win. Mm. Like that's, and that's the way I felt today too. Like, I wanted to win. I wanted Brady to play poorly because I wanted to win. I respect him. I love him. I, I'll never, like, I'll never boo him. I'll never, like, you know, and no one really did which I was pretty happy about. Now, they booed the team as they came on yep. the field for the first drive. So, they, you know, when they came onto the field and they did, the, they did that thing with um, – they did like a minute-long montage for Brady, and then they brought them onto the field, and they got a standing ovation for that. And then they introduced the Patriots, Patriots got a standing ovation. And then Patriots got the ball, whatever. And then, and then Tampa got the ball. When Tampa's offense came onto the, came onto the field – people booed the Tampa offense, yeah. which is fine. Which Absolutely. I think is, you know, they're the, they're the opposing team, but everyone kept it. Civil with Brady was never like, and that's because you just, you can't, like, what are you going to do? You can't boo that guy. Like, he just, and you know, regardless of why he left or what happened at the end, like, he was here for 20 years. Like, yeah. you just, you can't boo him. So, um, it was, it was pretty cool being in the building for that. Uh, absolutely. And the, um, the moment where he passed Drew Brees' record, which is so it, – it's it's such a, a a beautifully wrapped up present. that he passes Brees' record with Drew Brees there for the most yards ever thrown by a quarterback in NFL history, and he does it in New England. And, yes, he's wearing a Buccaneers uh, jersey now, but he does it in New England. Um, that was a, a really nice moment as well. It was great. It was great. And, and typical Brady fashion – 
asked about it in his press conference, and he said, look, he goes, you know, I, I just I hope that everyone that ever caught a pass from me was at home or somewhere smiling because, you know, you, you can't throw and catch. So every guy that ever caught a pass from me is part of that. And I hope that, you know, wherever they were tonight, that they were smiling, knowing that they were part of that, that they were part of that, and that's a cool – that's a cool record to have, you know, and he said there's so many people that are responsible for it that, that are way beyond me. Um, and that's just so such a typical Brady response to, you know, to just handle things with such class and, and dignity like that. And so um, that's one of those things that, you know, was, was pretty cool to see. And, and again, like you said, I mean, the NFL, they scheduled it that way on purpose, right? They wanted him to break it in New England. They, they thought it would be a, a great thing to do, which I thought it was too. Um you know, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was fun to be there. I think again, for me, the, my biggest takeaway is that the Patriots played better than a lot of people thought they were. And I was Mark Jones played great. Mark Jones at one point in 19 straight completions, which is most of, from any quarterback in the last 40 years. So like, he looked good tonight. You know, and I think that that to me is the biggest takeaway for me. And and you know, of course, Brady's here, and it was a great moment for Brady. But on the big stage with Brady on the other side. Matt did ultimately did enough at him to win. And, you know, unfortunately the field goal went, you know, a foot and a half to the left instead of instead of going in. And so, you know, those things happen, you know, but it's uh I think ultimately there there's some really good things on the horizon for the Patriots. Uh, absolutely. And it did feel like that I mean it was again, I talk about bows being tied around presents, Pat. And and this is exactly what this night had as well. So it was a chance for the the, the, the New England Patriots faithful to, to show their appreciation for Tom. But on a day where you were honoring him, you were also welcoming in the guy that you're hoping can be your next franchise quarterback in Mac Jones, who probably played the best game of his short career so far. And to do it against Brady, to throw the two touchdowns, I mean, he almost led you to a victory. And you talked about the, the missed field goal um, at the end. So they fall short by two, but he made some really big plays in really crucial moments. So while you're thinking, looking at Tom going, geez, what we're missing, you were getting an opportunity to look at what you've got. And I don't think there would have been a Patriots fan that left Foxborough tonight thinking that we don't have somebody that might be able to take us to our next Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. I mean, you know, team, of course, is going to have to play better. I mean, team is one and three. But, you know, Mac Jones is on that list somewhere as to why they're one and three, but he is way down the list. Um, so, you know, he has to play better at times, too. I thought, you mm. know, of course he's not going to be perfect, but, like, he is, you know, he's probably 15th or 16th on the list of why they're one and three. Um, and so, you know, he's done enough to win. I mean, look at, Look at the first game of the season. Damian Harris fumbles inside the 10-yard line when they're down by one with a chance to win the game with three minutes left to go in the game. I mean, that's, you know, like, he did it there. He did it again tonight. Like, you know, he just he, he's putting them in positions to win, and then, you know, things happen, and, and so they don't. But, you know, I think that as a young team, or as, a, as, as a, a fairly young team, I think they do have a long way to go, but, Again, you know, they, they, he's four years into his career, and, and you know these these free agent guys are four years into their into their New England career. I think that, that uh, there's some there's some hope for the future here in New England. Will we see what we saw for the last 20 years with Brady and Belichick? Probably not, because no one's probably ever going to see that ever again. But you know, can we can we at least be competitive? I think that you know there's a really good chance that we can be moving forward, and and uh, 
Patriots fans should be pretty excited about what's what's coming in the future. Uh, absolutely. Hey, Pat, I'm so glad we've been able to chat to you, and I think you encapsulate you know, the relationship that so many Patriot fans have with Tom. And I love that line that you grew up with him and every success, you know, as a sports fan, he's central to it along with Bill Belichick, of course, and, and Robert Kraft. And uh, it's a really, it's a, it's a special day uh, today. And uh, thank you so much for being able to give us that insight uh, and what it all means. We really appreciate it. And we'll be sure to be listening uh, to the podcast as well. And if you don't know it, it's at Pat's nation pod uh, at Pat's pulpit, of course, as well. Pat Lane, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Have a great night or day. I don't know. What, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we're in the afternoon here. Uh, so, you, you, yeah, it's still day. Thank you, mate. There you go. All right. Take care. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30 a.m. for a limited time only.